Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. It is the end of the week. We made it to the weekend, and that's always good news. Um, How are y'all? I am a little bit tired right now because we're recording this one late because, excuse me, I had a charity event tonight that I've told you guys about. We had an interview about it here on the podcast with my friend, family member, fellow, fellow, my husband's friend who is also a police officer. Man, I swear I talk for a living. Um, and it was awesome. It was so cool to be there. Um, but I'll be honest, like today was one of those days leading up to it that I didn't feel super like 100% excited and everything because I don't know, the weather, being a former Florida girl just always seems to get to me when it's super rainy and super yuck outside. Full disclosure, I woke up this morning to my little boy, Mal, and my two-year-old screaming at like 4.30 and he kind of didn't stop all day. And he's had pink eye this week. So it's been, you know, it's like, this is the behind the scenes that most people don't see on the Instagram reel, even though I share a lot. And here on the podcast, it was like, okay, this day is not starting out that great. Um, So I had some appointments I had to go to, but in between... I decided to stop for a few minutes and go to this vintage shop that I always go to when I'm feeling kind of meh because it always makes me feel happy to be around vintage things. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm an old soul. Like I said, I got, you know, my vintage itch when I was younger. I, my reception was in a place called vintage. I think that I've just always been connected to maybe past lives. I don't know. But whenever I go into this one, they have so many different arrays of beautiful vintage things from glassware and, you know, jewelry and books and clothes and all this stuff. And it's, it's not like, you know, the vintage shops that are like super chic and overpriced and all that. Cause that always annoys me too. Cause I was like an OG vintage shopper. You know, I used to get my prom jewelry at the vintage place in Florida, like versus going to Claire's in the mall. I would want to wear like old vintage, like jewelry pieces that have like paste diamonds on them. Like, you know, just that was my jam. And I went in there today and I just, my whole mood was just, bleh. I don't know. I felt like a, you know, an e like Eeyore from, you know, Winnie the Pooh. I was just, oh. and it was just a meh day and we all have them. But I was just feeling just, ew, I don't know. It was like a, the rain cloud that was in the skies was literally following me around. And when I was being surrounded by all of these vintage things, I started to think about life in this weird way. Like, I mean, I called this podcast Vintage Retail Therapy because it was more than just buying shit to make you feel better, which always works. But, you know, now we have Amazon and, you know, big box stores for that. This is like me just looking around and touching all of these vintage things that I always get like super like curled into myself because A, I don't want to break anything, but B, it's just I always feel weird sometimes like touching these things because they were someone's. And I went through one section and it was where they had like old clothes and I walked past this one sweater and I got a whiff of perfume and you could tell that perfume had been on there for a long ass time 
And I always like, you know, my favorite perfume is, you know, Chanel. It was like my wedding perfume. And that's my one big present, you know, like once every two years from Marshall. And no, not my one big present. He spoils the shit out of me. I know. But, you know, this is it's a special present. It's not something I get every day. But it's that that good perfume stays on the clothes. And I was looking around at things in the same, like they have like lots throughout. And obviously it seemed as though these were one person's things because they were the, all the same kind of vibe and they were all pretty and dainty and chic and original and things that I hadn't seen before. And I just, I got to thinking about life. Like, this is so strange what that vintage shop took me to, the thought that I was having. That I was like, well, this person's obviously not here anymore because these things were from like 1960s. But they obviously like loved their things. And I got to thinking about like what type of life they would have lived. And like there was these beautiful vintage suitcases and the time, the stuff that you see in like the vintage movies where people would pack their stuff and go to Hollywood or whatever. That this one suitcase that's like this big metal heavy thing that probably only freaking carried like two outfits and maybe one pair of shoes because that was probably all you needed back then before the excess of today. I sound like such a granny, but. I was so drawn to this area and I think that it was just my way of being like, what am I so sad about today? Like someday, this sounds really melancholy. I won't be here, you know, and God forbid, like somebody's going to end up going through my shit at a, at a vintage shop. But in a sense that would almost kind of make me happy. And I started just like starting to perk up my mood a little bit. Like, you know, the podcast that I did a couple of months ago, not too long after I got fired, when I was really sad talking about how I started creating pain or creating things like turning pain into creativity. And even though I wasn't necessarily like in pain today per se, but I was just in a funk. I started looking around this little lot, this section where the sweater was. And I started seeing like, what could I create out of this really cool stuff? Cause I felt like in some strange way, I, I've never met this person before. I didn't know their name, but their vibe matched my vibe. And I was like, how can I take something of, this moment and create something else. So I found these really beautiful, like they were called amethyst. Cause it seems like back in the day when people would name glasses, it was always like amethyst or they had some sapphire bowls there. I'll get to that in a second. Cause this was kind of like weird and manifested too. I, um, picked up the amethyst juice glasses and I was like, these would really make a really pretty candle if I put some amethyst on it and they're vintage from 1962. And I thought, boom, let me create a vintage collection because I've created the karma collection. I've created the manifest collection. I always like to create things within my house of W candle drink, wherever like moving into clothing and merch. I always like to create things that are just very indicative of things I'm passionate about and inspired by that. Cause that's true art to me. And it was really cool when I started thinking what I could do. And then I started wandering more around this lot and I found other little glasses that I could you know, create beautiful candles with and create a whole new line with this. And that's been my solace through all of this because I have, like I said in the last podcast, some big things coming up and I'm excited about them. But I think this week I've been sort of missing my quote former life just a little bit because, you know, when I was out there at this event today, I knew that one of the sponsors was my former employer. And that's no big thing. It's, you know, I'd be stupid to think I'm not, we're not going to cross paths because it's, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. But this was the first time I was going to be going out there at 
not with them and as like a side piece, that's not the message that I, <laughs> that's, that's very self-loathing to think about it like that. But I don't know. That was the funk I was in today. And I, I had to like rework my head and be like, stop, like create something beautiful out of this icky mood. So I went through and I picked a couple of things and I was like, yes, vintage collection. Cause I thought about all the vintage glasses that I pick up and I hadn't made anything out of yet. And I have a couple of pop-ups coming up. I was like, why don't I bring them out? And you know, like I said in the other podcast that I want to get, you know, the website up with like some of the new merch and stuff like that. Like let's turn this whole little funky funk, funk, funk around. And I did like, I just felt better. And then I came upon this other glassware that was called King's Fire. It was so pretty, these dainty blue cups, like little mixing cups. And I was like, that would be a beautiful candle. Well, I picked it up and I was like, A bucks for this tiny little thing. I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's vintage, so it's worth it. But I was just like, you know, I don't have a ter- like a regular job right now. So I don't want to spend that much on, you know, the vessels that the candles come in, even though I do spend a little bit more than most people would in my position right now, because I just want the best quality of anything that I put out there. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And I was so moved by the glasses, but I was like, all right, I'm already going to spend money on the amethyst ones. Cause I had this connection with this fictitious person that might've been in my head, but whatever. I was like, okay, well, let me put it down. Let me like look it up later and see on the vintage sites, like what this is like, worth is it really valuable like that I could turn something really really beautiful and meaningful and hopefully turn a profit you know and so I put it back I was going up to the counter to check out and I think there was like I don't want to call it a field trip because I don't want that to be disrespectful but when there is adults with special needs and they go in groups with you know a guide or a I'm not sure what you would call it. So I don't want to, you know, not a counselor or whatever, but like just, you know, someone that is there to lead people that are adults that, you know, have special needs. Um, and I was sitting there and one of the adult adults with the guide came over and was just randomly talking to me and, you know, just said like, hi, how are you? And I was like, oh, great. How are you? And like somehow we got on the topic of just Jamaican food. He obviously was from Jamaica and he was saying how he wanted to go home and then he started randomly talking about like weddings and he was like I want to get married someday and I was like well you should it's fun and he was like yeah I want to have a wedding I want to have a wedding and I want to have a rehearsal dinner on a Friday night and to some this would seem like the most random odd conversation in a way it was but I'm like hey he's talking about weddings I can talk about that all day and day long and love to you know and I was like yeah I did it I had it on a Friday night too I was like weddings are great I was like you know, they're expensive though. And, you know, and it was, he was, he was like, oh yeah, very expensive. He was like, did you have a big wedding? I was like, oh, I had like 90 people. And he's like, I think I want something like that too. And he's like, I would invite my cousin, my sister, da da da. And we just had this little conversation. He was talking about different ways to get Jamaican food and asked me where I was from, asked me, you know, if I like Jamaican food, I was like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, an island food-ish and I love Puerto Rican food. So da da da. And he's like, are you going to go to Puerto Rico this year? I was like, no. We went last year and, you know, I remember in that moment, the funkity funk, funk, funk came back because that was right around the time that everything went to shit with my career. I started noticing that things were off or different and, you know, obviously here we are. 
Um, but I got a little down for half a second and then like they were finished checking me out. And as she was packing up the things and putting them in the bag, she looked at me and she goes, you know, thank you. Just thank you so much for being nice to them. It must be a situation where they go in there all the time and, you know, love that. And I think that that's great because obviously I love that place that I go to. Um, but that struck me that I was just like, yay, you know, like it doesn't cost much to be nice. Even if you feel like shit, you know, so many people are like, if somebody's mean to you, you know, you never know what they're going through. So you should be patient with them. And I think that's true. But I think a lot of people around me have noticed that I've been a little bit less patient or a little bit more sassy or spicy than I have been years from what people knew me on the radio or social media because I'm tired of being kicked around. I'm fucking sick of it. And I am a little bit more outspoken towards people when they do that, like in that podcast where they called me a racist and a body shamer and told me I was sexualizing my son. And I was like, fuck you, because I don't usually go like that. But it made me proud in myself, I guess, or like it just made me take stock in the moment that like, yeah, you can be going through the worst of the worst, but that doesn't mean you take it out on everything and everyone around you. And I think we as people are so freaking quick to get stuck in what we're going through and then make that the excuse to just be angry towards everything and everyone. And I think that, you know, a lot of that happened after the pandemic where we weren't around people as much or, you know, a lot of sickness, a lot of people losing their jobs and businesses and a lot of just ick, just tragedy. And, you know, you always think about like the whole phrase of like, you know, be the change you want to see in the world as much as it sucks to do it. Sometimes it doesn't take much. I might sound ridiculous right now, but that just struck me that I was like, okay, this is lifting me even further out of my funk. And what you think about, you bring about, right? Because I'm very into manifestation. We know this. Um, But I, you know, when I get away from it, I find myself eagerly wanting to get back. And then when I do, it's so crazy how the universe works. Remember those blue sapphire king fire like little cups that I wanted so badly but I was like eh, they're a little bit out of the budget for like vessels that I need right now well I had a few minutes before I had to get home and I stopped at Goodwill lo and behold I walk up and what is sitting on the corner of where the glassware is and I was just in there the day before looking for vessels and things because I like to look for different vintage things in there and sometimes you score and sometimes meh those sapphire glasses, two of them, were sitting on the corner for a dollar twenty-five. I was like, "What?" I was like, still being cheap, and I'm like, "Let me, let me just, uh, let me think about it." Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you know what? They're sitting right there. Like, this has to be the universe telling me something. And I was like trying to look it up on like the different vintage sites and see if it was worth anything, see how vintage or like you know authentic it was. Because I always like to put out authentic things. And if I'm going to start a vintage line or vintage inspired, the things that I claim to be vintage, I want to know that they are actually truly vintage or antique. Because I think with vintage, it has to be 100 years old to be considered vintage. And then I think it's, or is it 20? No, it's 20 years old to be vintage. Antique is over 100 um, or, you know, 100 or more. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it. Three dollars, you know. I bought a couple. I bought a cup of freaking 
Duncan today that was more than that. So I was like, let me just get them because obviously I've gravitated toward them and here they are sitting there for like a quarter of the price of what they were in the other store that I was drooling over them on or whatever. So I leave and I look them up just through the sites and it turns out they were selling for like an average of $12 a piece, which isn't astronomical vintage wise. It's not one of those things that you go on TikTok and be like, Oh, look what I found. But to me, it was like this little win and this little reassurance that, all right, well, maybe it was the universe giving me a little nudge of a smile because I was nice randomly to just a person for no reason other than just to have a conversation. I don't know. It was a good little pick me up. You know, when I did my vision board seminar back in January, I told people like, don't shoo away the small wins when you're trying to get into manifestation or go back to manifestation or you're in the midst of it, because it's not always the big wins that mean everything. Because if you think about it, the little small wins are actually the victory. You know, because the big wins are amazing, but they come and they go. It's the little things that lead up to that that matter. Those are the everydays. Those are the things that you're feeling in the moment. Those are the things that add up to years. And I don't know. I had that cool little win of a moment. And now I want to create like a, a collection out of that moment. You know, so then I was getting ready for the event and, <laughs> you know, the hair piece that I was going to wear that I'm going to post a picture on Instagram later that was so damn cute. It's like a long braided, like you guys know me that I love my wigs. I love my extensions and it looks super cute on, but it was like, I was having trouble getting it in and it was a, it was a, an event at Top Golf. So I was going to be like swinging around. I'm not trying to be like, I, I swing my hair back and forth and then I swing the golf club and it goes down the bay. Like, I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> I'm loopy as you can't tell. Um, but so I was just like frustrated that I didn't know what I was going to be doing with my hair. You know, the outfit I had picked originally, one going to go with how cold it was and the rain and blah, blah, blah. blah. So I just, I wasn't feeling myself again. But I was like, you know what? Get over it. This event is not about you at the end of the day. Like, get over yourself, Riley. Because at the end of the day, this was a charity about a woman that was married to a police officer that lost his life. And she didn't know what she was going to do. I don't, I don't know what I would do. And that, at some point, God forbid, could be me. I'm married to a police officer. You know, like, I was like, wow. Like, there's a whole different spectrum of things to think about right now who cares if your outfit is not the cutest it's not about you you know so I get there and like I'm excited to see everybody and you know have a little like semi-date night with my husband and everybody's hanging out it was such a good event it was so cool to see all the sponsors that came out you know and I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I wasn't like the main host or any of that after I got there and it was great because the people from Top Golf came up and they were just like, we loved the video. You did such a great job. It's, the funny thing about me is I don't love doing like anything with TV or cameras because I get real nervous. Like radio, it's always a challenge and it's always a new adventure. But I feel like I've, you know, 20 years, I'm pretty used to doing that. I hope that I'm pretty good at it too, you know. Um, but TV is a different animal. Much respect for everybody that gets up at like three o'clock in the morning to do that shit. Oof. Um, even though I got up at three o'clock in the morning to do radio, I digress. But I was just chilling with my husband and then our friend Rich that I interviewed on the podcast earlier uh, this last month um, about the event 
comes over. He's like, oh, we're going to, you know, give the check away if you want to come over. And I was like, oh my God, me? Like, why? You know, but then I forgot, like, I am, I did help promote this. You know, I was asked to be there and that means something, right? (laughs) It's like my first podcast that I launched this new version of Really Riley of We Got This, right? So I go in and I'm just, you know, standing there quietly, waiting, ready to cheer on like the check presentation and TJ Bama's wife came over to me and gave me a really big hug. She was like, hi, Riley. She was just like, thank you so much. I saw the video and I'm such a big fan of yours. And I used to listen to you on the Kane show. And I really wanted to just hug the shit out of her for that. Again, it wasn't about me. But that lifted me up so much because I'm very big into the whole idea of like everything that I put into my life in radio career and inspiring thus far wasn't for nothing. It, it, it'll bliss me more than any of y'all could ever know when stuff like that happens. And I was talking to her little son and he had this really cute shirt on in honor of his dad and he has adorable little haircut and then I wanted to hug him even more because I have little boys and, you know, she seemed a little overwhelmed because everybody wanted to talk to her and hug her. But, you know, we're giving this check presentation and I kind of like didn't know where to go because usually it's me. It would be me handing her the check or me, the one with the mic. So I was like wanting to stand back, but then I didn't want to be disrespectful. Like I didn't care. And I was like, I don't know where to go. And she's like, you can come stand by me, you know, and we're taking these photos and videos and these pictures. And I'm just like, man. I have been honored to be a part of some really big shit. Jingle Ball, Grammys, American Idol, like artist summits and 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 talking on panels and all this stuff. But in that moment, looking back and, and, and seeing it all, I was like, wow, this is really cool to still be able to be a part of this kind of stuff. It's dope. And I was in a fucking funk today. But that just like completely lifted me up. And I was so happy to be there. Like actually the event side note raised almost 19, no, almost $20,000 because it was like $19,000 and um, for the check that was presented for her just from the ticket sales. And then there was a ra- there were a couple of raft- raffles afterward. And it was really awesome to be there. So my We Got This Bam came out. Shout out to you ladies. It was so cool to hang out with you guys. You know, so it was neat. Like I even got to like meet one of our Florida fam that she was a sister of one of the Top Golf um, people that work at Top Golf. So that was really cool. I just think what I wanted to say about this whole mumbo jumbo of a podcast, if you're following me in any way, shape or form, is like inspiration can be a f- found wherever you look if you really look for it like remember how I said before like you have to choose happy and that was inspired by my old producer Brett that I had on the podcast earlier this year like you you do have to choose it like it's okay to be in a funk it's okay to like cry but it's not okay to sit there because you'll stay there forever if you allow that you know, so whether it be just a random conversation with a stranger that doesn't usually get that courtesy for whatever reason, or 
finding the whiff of a perfume of a sweater of a person that was long past and walking through their things that were for sale and respecting their beauty and wanting to create something even more beautiful out of it and having another person enjoy it. Or if it's hugging a woman that lost her husband and gave you the inspiration or finding blue glasses and goodwill for a dollar (laughs) fifty because you thought you couldn't buy them because the other ones were a little more expensive, like whatever it is, you got to look for it a little bit. That's all that I would ask in terms of somebody trying to really dive into manifesting happiness is just look for it a little bit. Check for the signs because they are 100% there. (sighs) I hope some of this made sense to y'all because I feel like I did ramble a little bit, but sometimes when I do that, you guys seem to get the most inspiration out of it, even if I bumble my way through it. Well, I love you guys so much for listening. I know this one's a little bit of a shorter one, but you know what? We got to do what we got to do because mama's still got to wash her face and go cuddle the husband before I go to bed because tomorrow it's me and the kiddo and it's raining. So we're going to have to find some fun stuff to do (laughs) indoors. I love you guys forever and ever and ever so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You guys give me life. Um, If you guys have any Ask Riley's or if you have any show me the rings that you would love to do, if you guys have any topics that you want to hear on the podcast, um, I'm also wanting to do the small business spotlight. I want to bring that back too Um, and highlight businesses around the DMV or the US or wherever. Like if you guys are my Memphis fan or Atlanta fan or, you know, Florida fam, any of the We Got This fam, I want to highlight you guys. so hit me up, reallyrallypodcast at gmail.com. Text line is 410-604-8895. Really Rally Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Riley Couture on Instagram and TikTok. House of W by Riley on Instagram and TikTok. And Facebook is also Riley Couture. I love you guys longest. I hope you have a really great weekend and I will talk to you on Monday. It's really Riley.